0: Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go, Facebook.com slash Pretty Show, it's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's up everybody, I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek, this is Pretty Deece. and after not having published an issue of the series since last December, we knew something was up. The Sonic the Hedgehog comic book series has officially come to an end. Uh, Last December, issue 290 came out of that series. Yes, 290. Uh, came out it would happen to be part three of a four-part story of course the next issue was expected in january and it never came no one ever got any official word the comic is published by archie comics yes the people who make you know archie and betty and veronica all those comics that you grew up reading Uh, they've been publishing the sonic comic for almost 25 years (laughs) it launched in 1993 uh again ran straight for 290 issues And suddenly stopped, Sega put out a statement today that says... Uh, after 24 years of memorable storytelling, Sega of America will conclude their Sonic the Hedgehog publishing partnership program with Archie Comics. This does not mark the end of Sonic and Comics, but signifies Sega of America's decision to take a different direction for the series that will be announced at a later date. Sega would like to thank Sonic's amazing fans for their loyalty and passion over the years. Sega looks forward to providing more information soon. So, clearly they yank the license away from Archie and have comic plans for some other publisher in the future which seems really weird um i don't know if you know much about sonic in comic book form but up until the point where we didn't get any more issues up until 290 sonic the hedgehog was the the longest running american comic series without being rebooted so yeah, sure, things like Detective Comics with Batman have run for much longer, but those those numberings have been reset to number one when the companies do relaunches and stuff like that. Of course, Amazing Spider-Man has been reset to number one. Uh, so it, as far as continuous numbering that gets published, you know, every month, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog held that record, which is crazy to think, right? A licensed comic. Uh, put out by Archie. But really, you know, like Archie Comics is not a, a comic book publisher that falls to that, um, you know, reboot your series to number one to try to draw new readers. No, they're they're much more just like stay the course, things will work out, also put our digests in the grocery store so kids will buy them. That's That seems to be their general plan. So you probably haven't been reading much Sonic the Hedgehog uh, comic material in the past 25 years. And I'll be honest, I haven't either. Uh, I've definitely picked up books here and there like when I was younger. Because this, this series has been running the majority of my life. I'm, I'm 29 right now. So, you know, I didn't really know what had been going on in Sonic the Hedgehog. But over these 24 years of comics, the series has only had two writers in the entire uh, 290 issue span. And apparently, the lore gets incredibly, ridiculously deep. Uh, of course, from the games, we have Knuckles the Echidna. Apparently, there are uh, tons and tons of races of of ancient echidnas that you meet in the series apparently dr eggman or dr robotnik as you might know him from the games is the second eggman uh who came from a different dimension after killing the sonic in his dimension yeah these comics go places they have the lore that you would expect from something like x-men rather than sonic the hedgehog so i think from a general comic fan perspective we can all, you know, shed a tear that this is ending. This is this is kind of a sad thing. Any any giant world with such ridiculous crazy intricacy that then just suddenly comes to an end on part 3 of a four-part story is kind of sad uh i'm definitely interested in in what sega does next to to end this you know almost 25 year relationship with archie comics they must have big gigantic plans for where to go with sonic they definitely have shown me they don't know what the heck to do with sonic in video games but at least the comic book realm they were proving they could stay the course and and kind of put something out that sounds like it's kind of good um so we'll see what happens here um If you guys have been reading the Sonic comic at all over these past years, I'd love to hear from you. Call in, let me know what it's all about, let me know if you have any insight here. But yes, no more Sonic the Hedgehog for Archie Comics. What's up everybody, I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. This is Pretty Dece. Nintendo has officially launched their Nintendo Switch Online mobile app. So, you can rush out and download that now, if that's a thing that you want to do. I'll be honest with you, you don't really need to right now. Um, It really, it just supports Splatoon 2 right now. So, if you don't have Splatoon, Splatoon 2, literally no need to. Even if you do have Splatoon 2, I don't know that it seems that useful. So, I wanted to take some time to just, like, run down what it does right now because i think it's a little dumb (laughs) so let's break it down so so for right now all this online stuff is free it's free through the end of the year so you don't have to pay for it now Uh, coming up next year it'll be 20 bucks for a full year which isn't terrible but what you're getting for 20 dollars doesn't seem the most amazing in the entire world so every game big disclaimer is going to use the online app differently so we can only really talk about what splatoon is doing with it right now but when you have the app and you have the game in this case splatoon 2 uh the thing that you can do is you can invite friends to play with them you can accept invitations that you have received and you can voice chat using the app now the voice chat is the interesting thing Because they didn't build the voice chat into the game itself or into the Switch itself. You have to have the app to have this. So here's how this works. So when you want to do voice chat, it'll depend on game to game. But with Splatoon 2, again, you have to have both things in play. So the game running and the app running. You have to find friends through some sort of social media. So Facebook, Twitter, whatever. So with both things on, you have to have the game on and the app open. That's when you can talk to your friends. So you can't like initiate it with the app open and then close the app and go to a text message. Or close the app and, and, and lock your phone. Anything like that. No, you have to have like the screen on and the app up or you can't talk to your friend. So you have to somehow via text communication, via Facebook, whatever indicate to your friend that you want to play this game together and then you have to both open the game and both open the app so that you can then talk to each other in the game my question to you is why would you ever go through any of that trouble when you're already holding a device that has multiple a multitude of other ways to connect via voice chat on that phone with that person in such a better way than than with this. I mean, I'm holding this phone and I'm friends with this person on Facebook. Why wouldn't I just do a call there? I, I, I'm holding this phone and I'm friends with this person on Facebook and I'm friends with this person on Twitter or whatever, holding this phone. Why wouldn't I just use Discord? Why wouldn't I just use Skype? Like, why wouldn't I use any of those things that let me close the app, that let me lock my screen? Like, why wouldn't I do any of that? I, I don't think the idea of having a secondary device to offload some of these features is necessarily a bad thing. I don't I don't hate that they're doing that with the online service, because at its core, I don't really know that the Switch needs like integrated voice chat with every game. It's fine if it doesn't have it, and it's cool if you want it, it can be off in a separate app. But, like, at least do a good job at it. Like, at least make it a somewhat modern, matching functionality chat app, right? At least at least try to nail what some of these other apps do. Because um, right now, it seems basically unusable, having to leave the screen on and the app up. Um, And, of course, to accept invitations to join games via that, again, involves both things. So you have to create a room in Splatoon 2, send the invite, which then pops up on your phone. Then you go to your phone, and then you can send it to other people via Facebook or whatever there. So it's a multi-step process. So the game never knows who your friends are. Only the app does. So it's a weird handshaking process between the two of them. I think it all seems terrible, uh, at least in this first Splatoon 2 iteration. Luckily, you don't need any of this to enjoy Splatoon 2, and everything I'm hearing is that Splatoon 2 is fantastic, so this is just the one weird little piece that seems bad. But I'd love to he- hear your guys' thoughts. Do you think that this sounds as terrible as I think it sounds? Do, do you think it matters at all? Are you happy enjoying the Switch without it? Or do you think this is kind of a weird, like horrible thing? So, yeah, press the call in button in the Anchor app, call in, and let's talk about this.